Welcome to episode 143 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadomio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. <gasps> Tina, happy <Hi>. birthday! Oh! <laughs> Girl! I've been running around. I'm oh like, this is going to be the most special <laughs> podcast birthday ever, ever. I know. It actually comes out on my birthday. I know. It's oh. so exciting. So we had to like Tears. do it special. So what do you want to do first? Let me, let's blow out a candle. Look, I got a little, so look at that cute. cupcake. It's perfect. I like the, the, the uh, whipped cream. Do you want me to sing happy birthday to you? No. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy. Oh, make a wish. Yay. One million downloads. What? Tina, you're not supposed to say it. Now it's not going to come true. God damn it, Tina. Don't you know the wish It comes true if you say it on the podcast. Oh. Oh, I didn't realize there that's, was a full, that's there was the a, new rule. A loophole. Like this. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put it over there so I don't eat it while we're sitting here. Oh my um, god! So happy birthday! Now here's the thing about these gifts. You know, the same thing happened at Christmas time where your shit all came late and now because of hurricane ian and the devastation across florida but also oh the devastation on tina's birthday presents because i ordered you a theme of presents oh. and they were all supposed to be here two days ago and because of the hurricane like nothing showed up oh, so i had to run don't out yesterday to get me anything absolutely so you're getting like double presents because you're the best oh. So here's a couple presents. Open them. Okay, it, just, just remember that this is not the this is not present presents. No, I believe that these are okay. presents presents. No. Wait, wait, what is this? So <gasps> that's some candy. <sighs> I was thinking about when you when you're floating. Yeah, it would be I love fun. I love chocolate so much. Mm. I have chocolate like I have a piece of chocolate like every day. Yeah. Like I love oh, chocolate. Oh good. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, cute i know it's oh these are God. all like stupid fucking things i no, can find I i'm very stuff. upset i'm very no. upset but i feel like it's now a theme on this show where presents for tina are just late <laughs> oh hey <laughs> it's a little pack of gum but it's sassy yes bitch i am the secret ingredient that's right <laughs> they're so cute yeah. <laughs> I'm loving all of this. This is all like- right. This I thought we could use on the on the show today, like for fun, since it's a fun party podcast episode. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this is a sound machine. Can your kids are this? gonna love this when no, they. We need to use this every week on the pod. I'm telling you, like you can I'm be, opening it. Yeah, I'm open opening it. it. Show the camera the fun sound machine. We can make all these sounds. No, oh, we have to unscrew it. No, no, no. <gasps> <laughs> The fart sound is the Excuse best sound. Me. Excuse, Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Who says we can't have uh, oh sound effects on this podcast? God. Wait, wait. Fuck you. <laughs> this is our this new is good, favorite right? thing. Yes, this is our new favorite thing. Here was thing. my son's favorite. <gasps> oh. oh. Wait, maybe I should do it this way. Oh. Hey. Yeah, it's good, right? Hey. But yeah, this was my favorite. I'm opening this next one. Okay. I like the wrapping paper. Thank you. Oh. oh. This is for fun, too. All oh. for fun. Yes. <laughs> and you know, this is so true. Yeah. <laughs> she is a tiny I'm motherfucker. OCD yeah. about being. <laughs> Every day there's something on a to-do list that my whole family thinks I'm nuts. Yeah. But this, is, this speaks to me. Yes. I love this. Oh, good, good. 
Good. I'm glad. You don't have to get me anything. Oh, God. I'm so depressed. I'm putting this in the house. God damn it. With this hurricane. What? Oh, God. I I know. It's very sad. Listen. What? This is this is the last one, but I swear there's a great theme coming, and I just oh god, <laughs> this is so amazing. I know you love those tote bags, oh bitch. Oh my god, yeah. Supreme. Yes. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, and Tina. Life was better. I know. And life was better. So we're celebrating, of course, the Saturday before your birthday. Yes. But on this comes out, this comes out on your on your birthday, I and know. then. Two days later, <gasps> we're going to have like a party party after oh, we yeah. are getting oh. this amazing award. Sabrina Javiana, who we love dearly. Yes. She's been a guest on the podcast. She was. A She's Loma. a commissioner in Hallandale Beach. She's an incredible community leader. She's part of the Ruthless Broward Board. She sent us an email last week and she said, we are honoring the Muck podcast oh and you God. and Tina <gasps> as community leaders at our Ruthless just- event. Women to Watch is called the Ruthless Events Women to Watch. I and we're, all, we're women to watch. Hi. Hi. And so <laughs> we're going to that on October 7th. And then afterwards, I'm like, let's all go sing karaoke for Tina's birthday. Oh, and I, I have two songs. I think I know I have one song for sure that I'm singing. Well, that's I was funny. thinking of songs. I'm like, this is a song that Tina loves. So I'll sing it. <laughs> like all my songs are based on what Tina likes. Oh, my God. So that's going to be amazing. It'll be fun. Oh, you are a, not only are you a woman to watch, you are a woman to celebrate. Oh, please. Oh, no, 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 of course. (laughs) So those are the, I have a couple other things, but those were the two main things I want to talk about. How amazing we are as community leaders. I know. And then also Tina's birthday. I just, I, I, I'm so like honored that they would even think of me. I feel like. Oh, forget about it. So many, I don't know. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Yeah, I feel the same way. And also, we need to discuss before then what we're going to say, because we're probably going to have to yes. say a couple of words. <gasps> so we're going to figure oh, that out. that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Of course, Alfredo has offered, as our executive producer, to get up and accept the award for us. So, <laughs> oh, know, my God. Like a true, like we a true have man. To give, but we he need, wants to, to, take up we that need space. to give a shout out to yeah, Alfredo. Of course we Of course we do. <laughs> so also, I wanted to mention that yesterday, September 30th, it's the last day in office for my beloved, beloved man, Representative Ted Deutsch. I mean, that's wild. It is crazy. It's and I wild. was watching everything he was doing yesterday. He had like Instagram live videos. He was at the White House. Uh. President Biden from the podium thanked him for his service when he was uh. sitting standing there. I mean, 12 years in office representing this area in South Florida. We have been very lucky. We have been lucky to have him. And yeah. I... I, I know that whoever fills those shoes hopefully will be, you know, uh, as thoughtful to our area yeah. as Deutsch was. Yeah. He was incredible. And yeah. they, I read a whole article. Out, of, so outspoken. And yeah. And the Sun Sentinel about um, his losses and like the things that's happened. Like the great, of course, this, the, the biggest thing that happened, the biggest event that happened while he was in office was the shooting in Marjorie Stoneman yeah. Douglas in Parkland, where he represents that area. And that um, that became like a cause for him and then of course um last year he lost this uh his nephew eli oh. and so fentanyl getting those those fentanyl strips uh into the hands of college students and oh, high school mean. students who order these drugs online thinking yes. it's going to be a drug that helps them stay up all night to study and meanwhile and it's laced it's with laced. fentanyl like a, a deadly dose of fentanyl and some of them so did you see the latest thing with this fentanyl is the candy 
I, I right. had it looks I, like ch- it children's looks candy. like candy and it's brightly colored and it's tiny and right. I I showed it to my kids yeah and I was like listen this is not candy do not believe what people tell you and even if you you don't know how much is on it that if you're if you touch it on your hand right you could OD right it's frightening it's really scary it's so frightening and it's an important issue and we need to I know in Florida they've been trying to get it passed of course Chip Lamarca voted against that and five two I mean, days later what an idiot two or three days later what an after idiot he like voted, well, I don't get it no two or three days later after he voted against it somebody uh, two teenagers over or college students who were here visiting staying in an Airbnb in Walt Manor's overdose oh. on fentanyl oh yeah that was remember that yeah and then like the paramedics went to do like CPR and then they yeah got impacted by it like it's it's not a joke. And, and for the all the pro-lifers yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. But we're going to vote against this because they're in bed with, with a big pharma. It's yeah. stupid. It's so stupid. They're so transparent. Yeah. So anyway, thank you to Ted Deutsch. I was saying, Tina, you were talking about Lil Muck guests. And I was like, it'd really, really great to have Ted Deutsch oh, come in yeah. here and talk about. One of the things he also, well, he, he views as a failure is that the... Um, CIA agent who I covered on the podcast that went missing, who was a resident. Yes, yes. Same and he thing where he yes. couldn't get him back. But I damn. mean, what? I know. Those situations are, are hard. Yeah. So the other thing I have is just the Hurricane Ian, oh which was God. absolutely fucking devastating to Florida. It came I mean, across Fort Myers, the West Coast. Yeah, my those in-laws images, live over there. Those um, images are, are terrible. Yeah, I have family that lives on that side of the coast, and thank God they're all okay. But my in-laws are not there, and so we don't know <gasps> what has happened to their house yet. And my my well my you know my ex in laws my ex brother in law anyway they he tried to go look at the house and the roads are closed he can't even get in there wow so we don't know what has happened to their oh house my but God. people are missing people are oh you know yeah what I mean people on the people Sanibel evacu- Island people didn't evacuate yeah and then people are also on islands that are out there I think Sanibel but there's another island that's out there where the roads are now gone. Yeah, the, the road that connected the mainland of Florida to these islands are now gone, and they're like, now we're gonna figure out what it's like to live on an island. Like they yeah. are cut off from the world because they didn't evacuate, which it, it that blows my mind. It blows my mind, and it, at least the island part. Like I know that we're like, ah, eh, we're not gonna evacuate. We're gonna sit still because we're from Florida. We know what it's like. We know what we can right. handle, right? But if, I think some based of those on the areas category like, size, didn't re- realize that yeah. it was gonna. And that's the but thing if you're with on an work, island, yeah. I don't know. I know people who are, um, who are, you know, uh, on the coast, like, you know, beach side yeah. and they don't evacuate during hurricanes. Yeah. They it, just it, don't. It, I mean, it, it, and it's a floor. It's, I think it's a Florida thing. It's a Florida thing. thing. And I think also if you, if you've been through storms in that, wherever you're living, or the, you feel the house like your living, building can handle you it, can handle it, and the storm size, like all those things come into a, as a factor for me, if I was living on a fucking Island, I mean, you oh really think that a highway is not going to be washed away? I mean, it's fucked. That would be like the, 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 the road to the, the keys being gone. Exactly. And now Can how, you imagine how that? long does that take wow. to rebuild that? Oh, God. I mean, please. That's what I'm thinking. Like, how long until these people, unless they take a boat right off the island. That They're going to have to take a boat. boat that all the boats are, are destroyed. So. Now, that's another thing. <laughs> I am, I, 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 God bless. All right. I know it's been a while since we've been very lucky oh knocking on all this wood. We've been fucking lucky for like really since 14 Ann? years, well, something like that. Well, cause since Wilma did have come some, across. Wilma did damage Irma, but Andrew was like the last really that catastrophic a, yeah, one. Yeah. And this feels like a catastrophic one. Like it that. does. But do people not understand to get your boats out of the water? Like how did everybody, well, I don't know. You have to get the boats out of the water. Even if it's a category one, 
Yeah. And the, there were so many boats washed up. It made no sense to me. I thought, how could people not, unless they don't live here and they're not or, here or right who now. Know, yeah, who knows? And then if it's a marina, like where do you put all those boats? Yeah, but you got to get know. it out. You got to get it out, put it on a trailer and get it out of the water. Yeah. And then did you see the uh, the footage from Fort Myers of the sharks? Yes. In the street? Yes. Like sharks in yes. the street. Yes. Yeah. And the other images that were just like frightening where I was like, oh my God, this is going to be very bad. Is It's the water like that was so sucked out that oh, it was dry the bay. underneath yeah. in the bay. And I was like, because like, the that's going to be, a, out, and, uh, yeah. And that's just a wall that's oh, coming back. God. It is frightening. It frightening. really is. And it just, um, we got so lucky. We got very lucky. Josh, our friend, Josh, who lives in Orlando, he, they were batting down the hatches. He sent me a very inappropriate tweet during it. <laughs> He's like, look at this new, <laughs> Look at this update to the storm. And it was a link and I clicked it and it was a naked man. And I was like, that's not appropriate. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, it was a joke. And I'm like, no, I get it. But like, a hurricane's about to hit you, bro. Like, can we get serious? Take it seriously. I kind of like that. I kind of like It was funny. It was funny. But his house is okay, but his office got a little flooded. So I don't know. Everybody's across the state. just like, just the cars. Oh my God. Like people lost their cars. You imagine watching your car float away? Like, and I mean, I was watching people getting rescued in chest high water no, it's so their scary. whole house and i was thinking like for me like the way that you have your insurance on your house mm-hmm. um you know i think i have like the insurance like if my washer machine breaks or something but i don't know if i have the flood insurance if water comes in from the outside and if you don't have that flood insurance like, yeah all that stuff that you lost like it's gone yeah because i don't like, have flood hurt, insurance because i'm not hurt, in the flood zone because i'm not either so yeah. i don't have it either but i'm like something like that like would water have come in our house listen in my house is up off the ground you yeah. have to go up three steps to get into my house yeah i'm about four feet off the ground um and we're, so were my in-laws so and their neighbors had six inches of water in their house so we're talking about a good four feet of water yeah. that came through that neighborhood yeah and possibly went into their house we don't know yet but like that's the kind of storm water that would yeah be and rushing what's, in. what is their their sea that's the other thing what is their sea level like they're, i know for so us they're, we're 12 I think we're 12 feet. Yeah, I don't know. They're about a mi- they're about as far away from the beach in Fort Myers as, as I am from the beach Ooh. here, which is a mile and a half. It's close. It's too it's close just, for comfort. And it's the never-ending bands of rain. Like that footage of the water, just the band, band, yeah. band. It's whipping, whipping. It is incredible. And it's humbling as fuck. Yeah. It is so humbling to see that Mother Nature's like in control all the time. Yeah. We have no control. Also, this is not funny, and I don't mean it as a joke, but the guy who co-sponsored the Don't Say Gay Bill last year, his house was completely destroyed in the hurricane oh, in Fort Myers. Sucks. Yeah. So, just right, don't they believe in uh, acts of God? Oh, damn, one of our decorations just fell off. Fuck. Oh, there that's fine. So, um, birthday <laughs> over. <laughs> Birthday's done. Yeah. The bands are crazy because I went running mm-hmm. um, on one of the days... You know, and I was like, I'm just going to go for a run. And it comes and, out of nowhere. And like the wind gusts like just come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And then some guy was walking in the neighborhood. He's like, watch out for the coconuts. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, oh my God, am I going to get hit by a coconut? So I'm <laughs> yeah. running. But you can see the rain come in. Oh, like, yeah. I, oh you my God. You see the it's band sick. come in and it's all crazy. of a sudden you're in a downpour yeah. in like three seconds. But yeah. you see it coming towards you. And I'm trying to outrun it. <laughs> yeah. It does come like that. It comes yeah. really fast. It's and wild. Really, and then yeah. it's gone. And then it's gone. Yeah. It's wild. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Let me get this 
party started. It's Although I feel like it's already started. even started. <laughs> okay, I am going to cover the Denora Smog. Never heard of this. Oh my God, let's do it. Okay. So 1948, Denora Smog killed 20 people and caused respiratory problems for 6,000 of the 14,000 people living in Denora, Pennsylvania, oh. a mill town on the Monagalia. Nope. Hold on. I put oh, it. I'm, oh, I'm, it's the Monagahela. Monagahela. Yeah. Thank you. I even put it out. <laughs> a Monagahela. Say it again. The Monagahela. Monagahela River, 24 miles southeast of the Berg. Pittsburgh, baby. Oh, See, I, can you believe I picked this story specifically <gasps> for Tina's because of her birthday? <laughs> hey. oh, 60 years God. later, the incident was described by the New York Times as one of the worst air pollution disasters <gasps> in the nation's history. Wow. And even 10 years after the incident, mortality rates in Denora were significantly higher than those in other community na- uh, communities nearby. The fog started up in Denora on Wednesday, October 27th, 1948. By the following day, it was causing coughing and other signs of respiratory distress for many residents of the community in the... Oh, Monongahela? River Valley. <laughs> many, of <the> il- <laughs> many of the illnesses and deaths were initially attributed to asthma, which is ridiculous. Could you imagine oh, everybody in town on yeah, that suddenly, suddenly has asthma? Like That doesn't make sense yeah. at all. The smog continued until it rained on Sunday, October 31st, by which time 20 residents of Denora had died (gasps) and approximately one third to one half of the town's population of 14,000 residents had been sickened. Wow. Another 50 residents died of respiratory (gasps) causes within a month after the incident. Hydrogen fluoride and sulfur dioxide emissions from the U.S. Steel's Denora (gasps) Zinc Works and its American Steel and Wire Plant were frequent occurrences in Denora. no. So what made the 1948 event more severe was a temperature inversion a situation in which warmer air aloft traps pollution in a layer of colder air near the surface right so it was like this combination of the pollutants coming out of the factories and this weather that rolled in and then it like and like trapped everything in there it caused this fog but it wasn't just like mist it was pollutants that people were walking around and breathing and breathing and and children and babies oh Oh my my god God. the pollutants in the air mixed with fog to form a thick yellowish pungent (gasps) smog that hung over denora for five days oh my god the sulfuric acid nitrogen dioxide fluorine and other poisonous gases that usually dispersed into the atmosphere gross were caught in the inversion and accumulated until rain ended the weather pattern oh god and it's sulfuric so it's got that rotten yeah. egg smell. yes it's, it oh was my stinky. god two of the heroes to emerge during the four-day smog were chief john volk of the denora fire department and his assistant russell davis volk and davis responded to calls from friday night the 29th until sunday night the 31st depleting their supply of 800 cubic feet of oxygen borrowing more from all nearby municipalities and uh uh Volk said, quote, I didn't take care, take any myself. What I did every time I came back to the station was have a little shot of whiskey. And <laughs> the eight doctors in the town who belong to the Denora Medical Association made house calls, much like the firefighters during the period of intense smog, often visiting the houses of patients who were treated by other, the other doctors in town. This was a result of patients calling every doctor in town in the hope of getting treatment faster. It was not until midday Saturday the 30th that Mrs. Cora Vernon, executive director of the American Red Cross, had it set up so that all calls going to the doctor's offices would be switched to the emergency center being established in the town hall. The smog was so intense that driving was nearly abandoned. (gasps) Those who chose to continue driving took risks. 
Uh, the assistant fire department uh, chief Davis said, quote, I drove on the left side of the street with my head out the window, <gasps> steering by scraping against the curb. So he made sure his truck was all the way against the curb. So he knew he was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. You couldn't like, see. That's like, this is not, ch- I mean, yeah. this is like a thick. Yeah. Oh my it's God. It was, it was not until Sunday morning, the 31st, that a meeting occurred between the operators of the plants and the town officials. Five days later, August <sighs> Z. Champon, the Burgess or mayor of Denora, requested the plants temporarily cease, cease operations. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. The superintendent of the plants, L.J. Westhaver, said the plants had already begun shutting down at 6 a.m. that morning. It's too late. It's too yeah. late, right? Yeah. Within the with the rain alleviating the smog, the plants resume the plants the uh yeah. you know resumed normal operation that following morning. Researchers analyze anal- analyzing the event have focused likely blame on pollutants from the zinc plant whose emissions had killed almost all the vegetation within a half mile radius of the plant. So this had wow. already been going on. There's pictures of that in my notes, which it looks like. Wait a minute. It looks like they've been burned. Wait a minute. But so that means like. It's in the even, water, right? Yeah, like, and even without this crazy smog, like they're somehow going to feel the impact. Of, of course, this. and all the people who live there like worked at the plants. Yeah, you know? and it's all it's like, like and part it's, of and their it's jobs. Probably like to like a like a a, a blue collar. Of course, this is how they labor. Yeah, it's how they town. keep the town going. Dr. Deborah L. Davis, director of the Center for Environmental Oncology at the University of Pittsburgh Cancer Institute, has pointed to autopsy results showing fluorine levels in victims in the lethal range as much as 20 times higher than normal. Fluorine gas generated in the zinc smelting process became trapped by the stagnant air and was the primary cause of the death. Jesus. Further research was conducted by Mary Amder about the effects of the smog, and she was pressured to withdraw publications of the results. (gasps) But refused. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Wow. I know. And who's putting that pressure? Yeah. The people it's, who it's, own that plant. And it's, and it's U.S. Steel? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Preliminary <laughs> results of a study performed by Dr. Clarence A. Mills of the University of Cincinnati was and released in December 1948 showed that thousands more Denora residents could have been killed if the smog had lasted any longer than it had. And it really only stopped because of the rain. Like, if it hadn't rained that Sunday, you know, wh- how much longer would this have gone on where they had kept those wow. chemicals pumping out? Lawsuits were filed against U.S. Steel, which never acknowledged responsibility for the incident, calling it, quote, an act of God. Oh. <laughs> Did wow. God make that plant? Yeah, God made the plant. I mean, what? God made the, the I temperatures. I think they mean the weather. Yeah, like, give the me weather? a break. Give me a break. But, but shouldn't they, as engineers or something, think about um, the impact of emissions and how it yeah. works with the weather? Right. The wind moving, how yeah. the wind goes. I mean, And then on. once they saw... I'm sure there has to be some indicator that something is going awry and they could have shut down five days earlier. Right. And maybe it wouldn't have been as horrific. Right. So while the steel company did not accept blame, it reached a settlement in 1951 in which it paid about $235,000, which was stretched over the 80 victims who had participated in the lawsuit, leaving them little after legal uh, expenses were factored in. Wow. <clears throat> There's another lawsuit though. So representatives of American Steel and Wire, which was, it was two plants, yeah. right? Representatives of American Steel and Wire settled the more than $4.6 million claim in 130 damage suits at about 5% of what had been sought, noting that the company was prepared to show at trial that the smog had been caused by a 
freak weather condition oh. that trapped over Denora. Quote, all of the smog came from the homes, railroads, the steamboats, and the exhaust from automobiles, as well as the effluence from its plants. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> they, they're like, we're not paying. We're now, not look, paying. If a, if a real like fog rolled in here right now, yeah. we, the, the, the emissions from our cars wouldn't kill everybody. No. Like, come on, dude. U.S. Steel closed both the plants in 1966. By 1949, a year after the disaster, the total value of the predominantly residential property in Denora had declined by nearly 10%. So now oh people are dipping out. The Denora smog was once was one of the instances where Americans recognized that exposure to large amounts of pollution in a short period of time can result in injuries and fatalities. The event is often credited for helping to trigger the clean air movement in the United States, which crowning achievement was the Clean Air Act of 1963, which require the United States Environmental Protection Agency to develop and enforce regulations to protect the general public from exposure to hazardous airborne contaminants. The incident was little spoken of in Donora until a historical marker was placed in the town in 1998 to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the incident and the 60th anniversary in 2008 was commemorated with memorials for the families of the victims and And, other educational programs. And have they... um because that happened in, in, it was like the, the late 40s, mm-hmm. right? So did they see like the people who didn't die immediately? Like did any of them die of cancer or get, you know what I mean? Like no. what were their health issues like 20 years down the road? No, nothing like that. And like the kids that were in that town, like did they have breathing problems, no, lung no, problems? No. no, I'm just curious. Yeah, it's a I, good question. I bet you that there, I think there it was has just to this, be something. It's kind of like um, if you have um, gas in your house, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you can have a... What's it called? The dioxide. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. have the meter that tells you yeah. if something's leaking. Yeah. It's kind of like that where it's like an immediate. Uh, the Donora Smog Museum was opened on October 20th, 2008, uh, located in an old storefront on 595 McKean Avenue near 6th Street with the slogan, uh, quote, clean air started here. Um, fewer than 6,000 people still live in Donora. So the town's like, you know. Wow. So how I found the story is watching The Crown. <gasps> Because they talk what? about, so there's this smog, as they call it the Great Smog of London. It was a lethal smog that covered the city of London for five days from December 5th to the 9th in 1952, caused by a combination of industrial pollution and high-pressured weather conditions. Wow. So the same exact thing happens wow. four years later in London. And in the show, they're trying to tell Churchill, like, we have to I think shut I down these plants. I we have this. to do, yeah. I mean, their fog lasted. Same thing. People were dying. Couldn't see. People were dying from car, like getting hit by cars in the streets. And they're like, have you heard of the Denora smog? And so they said to Churchill and I'm like in Pennsylvania and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And that's how I found the story. Oh, nice. So the, this, the combination in London, the combination of smoke and fog brought the city to a near standstill and resulted in thousands of deaths. Oh my God. Its consequences prompted the passing of the Clean Air Act four years later, which marked a turning point in the, hit, point in the history of that country's environmentalism. So I that's mean, it. That's a Denora smog. It led to this amazing like, yes, Clean Air Act. And which people try to chip away at, yeah. too, with emissions. And of course. Because even... Um, Remember we used to have to test our car for emissions used, I here? I was just going to say that. We used to have to test our car. I mean, you have to wait in that line. Yeah. Every, every time oh it was your birthday, you, knew you had to go get yeah, that car and tested. And you'd wait in that line. And, yeah. But now you see cars going down the road, and you're like, what is going on? I know. Yes, no. did you see this birthday that said, this balloon that says it's a girl? <laughs> I love it. I was with my daughter and I'm like, this one's funny. I and then there's and one, the there's a llama one. one. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> 
That's oh a nod to Emma and her llama that's going to take <gasps> over, be the next governor no. of Florida. Oh, please. I would love that, actually. <laughs> All right, girl. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now it's time for Tina's story. Hey, it's Dalton. And Sam. We want to tell you about our podcast called Big Ten Plus Four. Are you a college football fan who doesn't want to always be talking about the SEC? Are you a college basketball fan who's tired of hearing how the Big Ten doesn't win in the big dance? Then we're the show for you. Check us out each week on the Odd Pods Media Network. We bring you college sports with a Big Ten flavor. Big Ten Plus Four, college sports with Midwest perspective, blue collar and blue blood. Okay. <laughs> well. I think the sound machine's well, the, third, the new third hook. Oh, no. It's a downer. God damn it, yeah. Tina. It's your birthday. It's a downer for my birthday. I mean. <laughs> I mean. What what more fitting than to have a downer? Oh God, you're it's, right. It's, it's, like, it's, so, it's very Tina. Tina. It's very <laughs> Tina. All right, so That's the name of the episode, classic <laughs> Tina. Just remember that I said that. I okay, I'm not writing it down. Okay. All right, today, yes, I'm going to tell you the story of former Idaho State Representative Aaron Von Eilinger. So this is okay. a relatively recent-ish story. Okay. All right, so our story takes place in Lewiston, Idaho. And His name sounds familiar. <laughs> it's known as a predominantly LDS community. And I want to give a bit of background on uh, Von Eilinger that I got from his Idaho uh, legislative page. So basically, he served in the U.S. Army, in the infantry, and served in Afghanistan in 2001 and 2002. Mm. A Boise NPR article noted that he felt that serving in the Army was, quote, thankless, and, quote, sometimes guys have some issues that they need to deal with, and that was the case for me. So he was okay. impacted by what happened okay. there. He attended the he, uh, University of Alabama. He graduated magna cum laude. I did oh. too. Oh, Tina. I graduated. Good for you. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he graduated with a degree in poli sci <laughs> and history. <laughs> yes. Um, prior to serving in political office, he also worked in real estate. So he was a lifelong Republican. Um, his early political work included being a Republican precinct committeeman for mm. Nez P- Pierce County. And of course, he was a member of the NRA. Mm. No surprise. Mm-hmm. And in June 2020, the governor um, appointed Von Eilinger to the House of Representatives for District 6 uh, CA to fill a vacancy because there was the seat was open. And so they appointed him. And later that November, he had to run for the seat. And he won in an uncontested race and okay. he maintained the seat. So before I get to the major incident, I found an article from uh, George Prentice of Boise State Public Radio who noted that Von Eilinger had some convictions in the past prior to be appointed to that seat. Um, and what I found most interesting about the article is that the state like pardoned him for these convictions. And... I wonder, I mean, obviously it wasn't an issue to the governor. I don't know if the governor knew about these things beforehand, but, um, and they weren't major convictions. They weren't like, you know, nothing too horrible. So according to Prentice, Von Eilinger found himself in trouble on eight different occasions. What? From 1996 to 2013. So, and it culminated in about 15 offenses, which, you know, and Whoa, out of okay, those, but like, he pled guilty to five. So it just kind of shows like a pattern of, Jesus, it wasn't like, times? oh, he had like one incident. Like it's over several years. 
Some of the charges were minor, like I said, like driving without a license in 1996 when he was just 14 years old. Um, And after serving in the army, he had 12 different charges between 2009 and 13, which included drunk driving, carrying a concealed weapon while intoxicated, and the weapon was a semi-automatic handgun. Jesus. And he was also charged with giving alcohol to minors. So it's just like kind of... Yeah, Again, not weird. I feel like giving the alcohol to minors thing is weird. Um, unless it, like, and I don't know the circumstances. Lack of judgment, I know, good judgment. I remember, you know, standing outside of 7-Eleven. Oh, no, Tina. You know, being like, hey, can, can you just, can you go get some Boone's Farm? You know what I mean? Like, hook us up and someone would go in and buy us the Boone's Farm. So oh, was it something God. like that? Or what? <laughs> Tina. <laughs> What a it's life. my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. You're right. That's a good thing. We're good. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some of, those going, right. some of those go on a little longer than you expect. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so now I know people can change, right? And prior convictions shouldn't tarnish someone's entire life. But it, to me, it just shows a pattern of reckless behavior. Yeah. Eight times. Eight times being involved with, you with know, police it's is just, a lot. It's a lot. It's For a, a lot. lifetime, it's and a lot. And then like 15 offenses out of those eight times. It's yeah. a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Minor as though they are, right? It's just a little, it's curious. So in 2019, he wrote a letter to be pardoned for his past convictions in the letter, he claimed to have found God and that he gave money to the homeless. And in January 2021, after winning that November 2020 election, they pardoned him. For all of those things. They pardoned him. So wow. his criminal history wasn't like wiped away, but like he was pardoned for all those charges. So it was like, oh, he's elected now. Maybe they want to get, you know what I mean? I don't, whatever. I guess, but. So then in March of 2021, so January 2021, he wins. They wipe those charges. And like two months later, he's in, in trouble. trouble. He's Jesus. In trouble. And this is the major incident. Okay. So according to several reports, including a t- KTVB7 article by Katie Terhoon, in 2021, a 19-year-old no. legislative intern Oy. accused Von Eilinger of rape. The intern. Hold on. <laughs> the intern, who has been referred to as Jane Doe to protect her privacy, went to dinner with Von Eilinger, and afterwards, he was supposed to drive her back to her car. Mm. But instead, he drove her back to his place, claiming that he needed to pick something up. Then once there, he picked her up, carried her into the bedroom, and then, like, removed her clothing and assaulted her. What? Raped? Yeah. And she says he also forced her to perform oral sex, and she also claimed to have hit her head, like, during that, because he was so, like rough with her what the fuck yeah and a nurse like later testified to that she also stated he penetrated her with his fingers without (gasps) her consent and she explained that she was afraid that he would become more violent if she put up more of a fight and she noted that the grip on her head was painful (gasps) and she was scared and she testified quote i have never felt more ashamed belittled powerless and dehumanized i will never forget the strength and force of his of, of his grip the prosecuting attorney also stated that Jane Doe, quote, tried to resist. She tried to make excuses, including telling Von Eilinger she wasn't on birth control. They oh. could get in trouble. She wasn't ready and that he was hurting her. Oh, can you imagine? My God. This 19 year old's like, I just want to help out or be in politics or be involved. And this jerk. Keep your kids away from monster. fucking politics. I'm sorry. I mean, this I- I'm sorry. monster. Th- these motherfuckers think they can do whatever they, they want. Can't- 
And he's in office, like he's barely in office. And then I then I think back to like giving them alcohols minor, like were they girls? Like what what was the story behind that incident? Yeah, good question. Who knows? This mother, you, you if this story doesn't end with him going to fucking jail, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Tina. So so Jane Doe also noted that he had a gun on him. Oh remember, my he carries God. a weapon and he had placed the gun on the dresser. Of course. So now she's intimidated because there's oh. a gun sitting there, which probably added to her terror in that moment. Like, what do you do? Right? What do you do? You're already scared. He's already being violent. He's already being forceful. Like, what is she what is someone supposed to do? Oh my so God. So Von Eilinger, of course, he denied all allegations. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. And he claimed- fucking upstanding fucking citizen over here. Right. He claimed that it was consensual. Oh, I'm sure. To US a 19-year-old loves to be treated like yeah. that during sex. Yeah. You fucking creep. Oh, so you fucking piece of shit. And this poor girl. So, and he, did he step down from office? Stop. Stop it. Of course not. Are you kidding me? He did not. The only, so this is when he did step down. So he denies, he's like refusing to step down because, you know, like the Matt Gates of the world who, God, that. Yeah. He's still there. He's still there. With Nancy. No, Nancy Pelosi. With no ramifications. Every time she does a press conference. Because these. She these, should say something about him. Because these, these, um, it's hard to prove these allegations, you know, like, and with these women and it, it's, it's terrible what victims have to go through to try to prove their case. Yeah. And, the, and this, I, I mean, just shared a video yesterday. Sarah, Sarah Silverman shared this TikTok. I saw it. I shared it because it happened oh, in Duval County, Florida. This woman was raped and had the, the semen was all over her body. Oh my God. When she went to the hospital. She was covered in bruises. They're not pressing charges. The fuck do we have to do? What do you have to, what do what we have do? What do women have to do? I, I don't get it. And in, in, in a few months, rapes can, or abortion is going to be illegal here. And then what? I can't. She won't stand even be it. able to get a fucking morning after pill when that happens. Like when she goes to the hospital, they won't give her anything for that. That's what's going to happen. And then here it's we over. go back to the situation of them people ordering things online. Yeah. And you have to trust that the site you're ordering from is legitimate. And she's re-traumatized. Yeah. I mean, my and then God. she's re-traumatized over and over again, having to tell the police, the yeah. doctors, the fucking court, the the, the prosecutors. Give me the a same break. story over and, and, and over and, and over all these again. people to judge her, and and they yeah. get to decide. They get to decide what happened to her. Yeah. Oh, it's not enough and what evidence. the story was. It's not, not, not enough evidence. So he doesn't he doesn't um, step down. However, the article noted that an ethics committee found Von Eilinger's behavior quote unbecoming, and they intended on removing him, but he resigned before they could vote. So basically, like he doesn't want it on record that he's voted right. out. Right. Right. So right. he's not resigning because he has any remorse for no. what he's done. He's resigning because he is a proud, arrogant man yeah. who doesn't want them to vote him out. And he's like, I'll just resign instead. Like, yeah. It's so So gross. later on, he can say, well, I was uh, never voted exactly, out of office. I exactly. left, left on my own, blah, I blah, I mean, blah, that's blah, all blah. speculation. So he can run please. his own story. So he can spin his story right. the way he wants to fuck. He, like, he's the fucking victim. Right. So Alex Breezy of the Idaho Statesman reported that three other women <gasps> came forward Stop. to the ethics committee to say that he was a bit of a creeper. So woman one was a lobbyist. She alleged that Von Eilinger followed her into a bathroom. Like she was going to the bathroom and he followed her in there to like hit on her, which made her very uncomfortable and she reported it. Woman two was a married journal clerk who alleged that uh, Von Eilinger wanted to take her out on a date, even though he knew she was married. And that made her uncomfortable as well. Woman three was a security guard who hooked up with him 
Though another article from UPI noted that this was an unwanted encounter, like maybe that she felt like, yeah, you know, she had to do this kind of thing. And as the articles noted, and as we've talked about on this podcast before, he's in a position of power over these women just by having the elected office that he has. And he's using that power differential to try and manipulate these women. And like, you can't do that. And KXLY reported that Von Eilinger allegedly was told by his colleagues, because they had now heard these stories, he's only been there a few months, to basically stop trying to pick up women in the state house. And this was before the rape allegation. So like, you know, like every, the, he's, he's got this reputation it's already. It's the same thing we've always heard. Don't go near this guy. Instead of actually doing like, something about his behavior and saying, yeah. you, you know, one strike, you're out. They just right. warned the women. Well, and to they, be, and oh, they, stay away and from they him. warned him. They were like, you stop trying to pick up women. And it's, you're not picking up women. It's, it's stop harassing women. You're a stop fucking sexual. Creep. That's his sexual harassment. And I'm sure there's something on the books that, that says that this behavior is, is, that's a fireable offense. Yeah. Well, you would hope so. Yeah. You would hope so. All right. So he is charged with one count of rape and he's charged with uh, forcible penetration with a foreign object. Jesus Christ. So along with the rape charges, he also faced fugitive from justice charges because he was fleeing. So he says he wasn't fleeing. So allegedly, according to U.S. News, when he returned from a trip, he flew into Georgia and he was held on that fugitive charge without bond until they could extradite him back to Idaho. That's how I know the story. But... um. Basically, he says, like, I was never fleeing. I, I had a vacation already. Like, it was prior set up, and I wasn't going to miss this vacation. And so he went on the vacation out of the <laughs> yeah. country, came back in, and then he faced his charges. Like, you know, you know that's, here's that's, the, here's what's so fucking unbelievable <sighs> to me, okay? Let me just say this real quick. Uh, You're a, accused and charged with rape, with rape mm-hmm. and you don't want to ruin your vacation. Yeah. You don't want to move your vacation date. Yeah. That's how, that's how not only arrogant, he thinks he's going to get away with this yeah. whole fucking thing. He's, he's going to go on vacation as if nothing is and going nothing's on. nothing's going to happen. Then he gets held in Georgia. Meanwhile, <laughs> this woman, this 19-year-old this girl, girl, this girl has been suffering, has suffered and will suffer for the rest of her life right. with these fucking nightmares. Right. Because of him. Because of him. But God forbid you miss your vacation. <laughs> you fucking prick. It's, it's wild. What do we do about guys like this? I don't know. It's not enough. Jail's not enough. I don't know. I don't know what you do. They got to, you know what? There's got to be something we can write on their foreheads, like (laughs) rapist, like a tattoo. They're the modern day somewhere that everybody can see. Now we're going back to Puritan branding. Yeah. uh, Women know what you are. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So according to Alex Breezy of the Idaho Statesman, Judge Michael Reardon sentenced Von Eilinger to 20 years. Oh, God. With eight of those years being fixed, which means he cannot be eligible for parole until at least 2030. Okay. So the Idaho Idaho Capital Sons, uh, Kelsey Mosley Morris, also reported that Von Eilinger will have to register as a sex offender when he leaves prison, and he has to pay $2,015 in restitution along with other court costs. During the sentencing phase, they played a victim impact statement from Jane Doe, where she stated, quote, How can I recount the terror my body was going through that evening? Have you ever tasted blood from biting the inside of your lips because you couldn't say no loud enough? Have you ever felt buried alive in your own flesh that your screams stay trapped on the tip of your tongue? She continued, 
but I will not be intimidated into complacent silence so that another rapist can slip through the cracks of this justice system. Oh my God. This girl. This poor girl. What a brave fucking <sighs> person. A brave human being. So um, Eilinger, of course, gave his statement and the New York Times reported that um, where, and this is during the sentencing hearing, he stated, quote, I confessed a lot of sins, your honor. I am not a perfect man, but rape was not a sin that I could confess to. It would be a sin to confess to something I did not commit. He Ugh. wouldn't know a sin if it came up I and know. slapped him in the motherfucking I face. Mean, can you imagine this? Because I think they convinced themselves that, that that's this, the truth. Yeah, they convinced yeah, themselves that, that they're into they it. They wanted into it. it. Yeah. Judge Reardon didn't see any empathy coming from Von Eilinger and had this to say, according to Mosley Morris, quote, as I listened to you today, I wrote down two words, victim and hero, that you see yourself as a victim and you see yourself as a hero. And frankly, I don't see you as either one of those things. Woo! You created your own circumstances that put you here today. Mm. And then he said, you have a pattern of explaining, excusing, deflecting, blaming others for situations you find yourself in. So Absolutely. he's like, I'm not, I don't have time for you. No. I see right through you. So yeah. thank God this judge is like, no. And I love that he, because you know how these sentences go. You could get 20 years, but then someone is out in five years or four years or who knows, or sometimes they'll get a three-year sentence and I they're out this. in 15 fixed. days. Oh, so he, I love this. Yeah, he put that fixed date in there. Oh, so at least beautiful. like eight years, you're not going anywhere for Absolutely. sure. And then you got to go up for appeal. So good. You know, good for you. Good. I love this. So as of Friday, September 23rd of this year, Von Eilinger has filed an appeal to the I Idaho Supreme Court. <laughs> Idaho News Bitch. 2 reported that Von Eilinger's attorney put forth several reasons for the appeal, including not calling a mistrial after the complaining witness, which is the victim, the rape victim, left the stand abruptly. So what happened was she was on the stand and she got so overwhelmed emotionally that she couldn't, like she couldn't, and she left abruptly because it was like very emotional of course and they're like oh it should have been a mistrial yeah well these lawyers they really oh, they, they try to really find earn their every, fucking dollars don't I mean, they these motherfuckers <sighs> and ktvb reported that uh, the court shouldn't have allowed the nurse to comment on the alleged victim's state of mind so the nurse was oh, called up and okay. the nurse talked about the the trauma to her head and i guess the way that she may be spoke about what the victim said to her. I don't know if it was hearsay or, you know what I mean? Like, and they said like, that shouldn't have been admissible. Whatever. I don't care. I mean, How it's about not that? hearsay if she said it directly to her, you, you know, know? but maybe, maybe commenting on her emotional state right. when she's not, you know, maybe that, but still I, she's somebody who's witnessing she's what there. is going on. Yes. She's saying, this is what I saw. Uh, so some points of interest, um, Von Eilinger has requested a public defender. So the money... The money ran out. Yeah, nobody and, gives a fuck anymore. Uh, he claims he hasn't been able to earn money while in custody. Um, he should have thought of that before he raped somebody. But, you know. 26 people wrote letters on his behalf. Yeah, well, listen. you know How these, he's a good man and he's yeah. a good role model for their yeah. sons. Yeah, this, you know, <laughs> these, this guy's a good role model for your sons. These white dudes. I get it. I've had it with white men this week. These white dudes have really got themselves worked up that they really think because of the way the world is changing and progressing, oh, God. Called, it's called progress. There was yeah. going to be a matter of time before you've lost all your power. Yeah. White dudes, you've had a good run. <laughs> they they a lot of have. shitty, awful things have happened under your watch, but it's over. And some of these guys can't fucking handle they it. They can't take it. And, this and now is they one think of them. they're persecuted. Yeah. It's like, 
It's so... It's, and keep an eye And they out. can't see the irony of it. Yeah, yeah. They can't see it. They can't yeah. see it. And it's so funny because you can tell the difference between the white dudes who get it and the white dudes oh. who don't. Eat, like, it's almost immediate, like, saying, hello, how are you? Nice yes. to meet you. You immediately know. I can tell. Oh, I can if tell, too. If they're fucking Coolio with... with oh, rest in peace, Coolio. Oh, Coolio. <laughs> I didn't, Coolio. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Oh, my... <laughs> oh, it's a, it's cool. a real sin. I was sad. sad. I was sad. I was sad too. Uh, you know, I mean, but you can tell if the dudes paradise. Oh, you can tell if dudes are like. Now it's gonna be my head. Yeah, Sorry, well, that's how it goes. But you can tell if a dude's like on the up and up and progressive, or if they're not. Yeah, you know, like I. You can hear it in the tone of their voice. Yeah, I was listening to this podcast. I got to tell you, I Same. girl, I am out of my fucking mind. Same. And, and you know, it's so funny because when you talk about podcasting, it really is the ability for someone to sit in front of a microphone and spew utter fucking horseshit. Right. I mean, for example, but there's people who love it. There's, <laughs> there's people, people who love it, love it but it's, and then there's people who like me or you and others who listen to it and go, "Oh God, this is a bro I don't know bro- how- he's a dude, bro, dude." Yeah, and, and I just don't know how many people actually love it because here's the thing: we went to Podfest 2020. There was a million podcasts on Apple yes. during the pandemic. It jumped it jumped to two million podcasts yeah. on Apple. About a quarter of them actually put on put out content right. every week, like on a regular basis. Right. But I'm telling you right now, all those podcasts that came out during the pandemic and probably still exist right now are white dudes who just want everyone to hear their yes. very point of important opinion and they talk like this and because um, they're a podcast everybody's really <laughs> stupid and everybody's so dumb yeah. and everybody's this and i'm so fucking brilliant and yeah. uh it's this, the fucking it's so lamest smug. most boring shit i've ever fucking heard <laughs> nobody cares about your opinion you really know it you know that. I am a podcast. Yes, and I've got everybody's got it here. <laughs> the, the media is terrible and can we I'm do, a genius. No, you're not. You're can we do a podcast ridiculous. where we talk like podcasters the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this so much better than how we really talk, Tina? This reductive fucking dumb shit that oh. I work I work at a grocery store, but now I'm Alex Jones at night in my basement. No. Nothing wrong with working at a grocery store. No, but also <laughs> Listen, I work at a regular yeah. job too, but I'm not sitting here trying to be fucking uh, Barbara Walters. Yes. I know who I yes. am. <laughs> okay? I got it. But I don't mean. fucking sit here as another white dude in the Midwest with your boring fucking no opinion, uninformed. Uninformed. Ill, That's you know, the like, thing. Just absolutely ridiculous. Nobody gives so, a fuck. Wh- it's like, it's so white. It's, it's so wonder. White. It's wonder bread white. Like yeah. it is wonder bread, and it white. goes nowhere. It's really just sitting there with no plan, no agenda. It's just spewing bullshit. Yeah, and I, you know, when we were thinking about making a podcast, we went back and forth for a good few weeks, maybe a month, yeah. going, "Well, what the fuck would we do? Like, yeah. what would we do? What yeah. would we talk about? How would it go?" And and put work into. Yes actually planning what it would sound like yes. what would we talk about yeah how would it go and we research every week yeah and this is a well-informed yeah highly left-leaning opinion right which is about things that we read in the actual news yes and have boots on the fucking ground when we talk about politics we're yes. getting an award as community leaders Hi. we know what the fuck is really happening yeah 
and have opinions based on facts. Right. We're not two Karen white women trying to scream about bullshit. Right. Or who just randomly um, come on and, and just talk. Like, we, I mean, we have our issues for the week and typically it's yeah. what's happening current event political right. wise, like in our area or sometimes nationwide. And then we have our stories, but I would never presume, I don't know, no. to talk about things I don't. It goes nowhere. There's no plan. There's no plan. And Ugh. if that's your podcast, it's not a podcast. Ooh, it's, it's you talking to yourself in a mirror. Today. It's you talking to yourself in, a, in your car. Listen, I talk to myself in my car all the time when I'm driving. I don't put a microphone in front of me <laughs> so that everybody in the world could, is dying to hear what I have to say. Yeah, we're not pri- you're, you're not privy to all of our thoughts, okay? Yeah, could you imagine <laughs> the darkness that you would hear on this podcast? Oh my God. If, like, you got to really hear how I felt about things. Oh my God. All right. So I have a couple more things. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's I'm, fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm just so tired of these white men who think they can know. say whatever they want and take whatever they want. Right. Especially when it's another person's private body. Right. They're right. They're, they're, they're right. They're putting fear, they're instilling right. fear in them for the rest of their life. Yeah. And their body autonomy. All right. So a couple other interesting points. Boise State Public Radio noted that Von Eilinger changed his name. Oh, from God. Aaron Anson Eilinger to Aaron Anson Von Eilinger in 2017 when he was still a student at the University of Alabama. And some people think that it may have been to hide those past criminal charges, mm. but he says that that idea is just plain ridiculous. Okay. I'm not so sure. It's just an odd thing. Like, why suddenly change your name? Because he had to maybe be thinking, like, he's on a trajectory, he's going to you know, social media is out there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I want my career, which I get, you know, he wants to kind of wipe the slate. The Guardian reported, um, and I thought this was interesting. We touched on it a little bit earlier when you were talking about um, rape victims. Um, The Guardian reported on this case and noted that it was a rare victory for rape victims as in the U.S., only 5%, only 5% of reported sexual assaults result in arrest and just 2.8% of those result in conviction. Oh my God. 5%. Holy shit. Can you imagine? Ima- it's insane. That is insane. It's insane. Because women are not believed ever. Ever. We are not valued. We are ever. not trusted. We are not protected. You motherfuckers. And, and the trauma that, that, that the women have to go through to, to actually to, do it, to do it, to report it. And, and what happened to poor Jane Doe during this, like her name is Jane Doe right? Obviously that's the alias. They're protecting her identity because we want to protect victims and not re-traumatize them. And it could be a highly publicized and, case. And guess what happens? Oh. So according to Alexander Duggan's article for the Idaho County Free Press, Jane Doe was allegedly followed out after her tex- testimony and folks started taking photos and videos of her <gasps> despite being told oh that she God. needs to remain anonymous to protect her safety. And then allegedly... She was doxxed online <gasps> afterwards as well with her name and face posted. And oh my yeah. God. Yeah. To yeah. what? To protect yeah. this guy? To protect this that asshole. You're doing it for him? Can what you is imagine? your allegiance to this person? What is he's, your allegiance again, to him? He's he's a Republican male and that, you know, we got to protect him. This motherfucker. For what reason? Don't you because have any fucking respect for human beings? They don't. And the best part about this, the news outlets that were putting this stuff oh. out, they were conservative news outlets. 
And it's so funny to me that it's the conservative news outlets that claim that they love this country and that they're religious, God-fearing folks, and they're the ones that cause the most harm to innocent people. They're harming this young girl who, if she's a legislative aide, I'm assuming that she was a Republican as well. She's working for him. Right. Right. But she's a woman. Yes. And you see the Alex Joneses, you see all these people and the, the Tucker Carlson's who they spew this hatred. And I don't understand it. I don't understand how people viewing this don't go, God, this guy is so hateful or God, he's so angry. Or They're just these angry white people. And there's no, I don't, I don't know. Or I don't they don't know. have the I respect. I don't see the forgiveness and all the things that, that your religion is supposed to convey. I don't see it. I don't see it. Or even having the respect for the judge who, who made this edict yes. to not cross the line and protect and, this person. and expose this victim. That is what the judge asked of them. That's what right. the judge in the case said. You do not respecting the legal system here. No. And but the they judge, don't have a respect for the legal system. They only want their way. What they believe is law and order. What they believe is justice. It's insanity to me. This is a young girl. Sick over this. This is a young girl who now had to live in fear already. She's clearly traumatized just hearing some of the testimony. She probably had to leave the area. To be honest with you, you know, I'd imagine she'd have to fucking hide. And now what? And now what? Now people are gonna go online and 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 poor woman and find her. And now you got to be in your house scared that some some jerk's gonna come because they don't like that you uh, went up against this Von Eilinger guy. God bless her. Oh my God. I hope she's finding peace. I, I, this is just a, it was this is so one upsetting. story. So upsetting. Of many. 5% report and 2. Point, what? 8% are, 2.8 are found guilty? Yeah. Well, 5%, 5% um, um, result in arrest, right? And then, not, and then, and then a little per- more than half of that end up in actual um, It shouldn't be this hard to conviction. Pr- to prove and then this. what are these convictions, right? Some of these convictions are like yeah. three years probation. or four years or probation or you, who knows what. Yeah, fucking bullshit. You know? Oh and then God. and then they don't give us justice in the justice system, no. right? They, they, they make it almost impossible to arrest and convict of somebody. And then they want to tell you- That you have to have their baby. A, even if it's a result of rape or incest, you get pregnant. Yeah. You're going to be forced to carry that baby. You're, they take that fucking right away from you too. How in the fuck are we not burning this I don't fucking know. country to I don't the ground? Know. How I don't are know. we not lighting it on fucking I fire? You motherfuckers have fucking put chains on every single woman and girl and anyone with a uterus and you give us no retribution. There's no fucking justice here. There's no justice. You have failed us as human beings. And you have mothers, and I know it doesn't matter if you have mothers, daughters, sisters, but you have these people yes. in your fucking lives. You're they don't married, care. you have wives. Do you not give a fuck but, about people? But because you know what? Here's the thing. When it comes to rape and sexual assault, like we know that a lot of times it's someone that you know. Like very rarely is it sort of um, you're walking down the street and something happens, right? A lot of times it's someone that you know, or it's a, a date boss. rape, Look or, at this. or it's a boss, or whatever, it's someone maybe within, maybe on the fringes of your circle, like a lot of the time. And um, like these, the, they, there's, I think this idea that somehow a woman can get herself out of it or why were you alone with him? Why did you go there? Why did you do, you know, it's, the questions always come towards the victim instead yeah. of towards the person 
instead of why are you following her? Why aren't you leaving her alone? Why aren't like, why aren't the questions directed to men? They're still always directed to women. In these cases, we have to defend this thing all of the we time. Have to defend and ourselves you, after we've already been so right. inc- the and most violated. The most violated you could ever imagine. Who the wants most to go violated. Forward? Yeah, and nobody. how do you prove it? That's yeah. the thing. How do you prove it? Not my fucking job to prove it. It's your you job, know? police. Oh my god. Oh. But that's the story. I'm sorry. Oh God, Tina. But I, Some this fucking was like, birthday party. This I know. <laughs> Recent Fuck. case. And I saw it and I was like, I got to do this. And it's just. I knew that. I knew the Georgia. Uh, going to Georgia. I, yeah. I don't think. I that knew was like that, a recent. That there was a guy. That, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Like, well, you know, he's come home from vacation. Had a little vacay. But now he's in jail. And he's appealing. And let's hope that these appeals don't go through. And that he at least is sitting there for eight years. You know? You know what? You know why I think uh, people don't care about rape victims or whatever, or like men in these positions. I think that they don't think it's a, sex is a big deal. Like I think that they're like, so what's the big deal? It was sex, right? Like I think that that's probably part of it. It's just like, well, what's the big deal? I'm just. I don't think they. You know, I don't think they understand that the violation of it. And there's a thing about first of all when you're fighting it off, right? You're right. fighting this person, right? Because you don't want this, and then. There is so much that I, I don't know if this is, I don't even care if it's TMI, go fuck yourself. Something's going inside yes. of our bodies. And That's I the can't difference. describe That's to the you, difference. yeah, I can't describe to you um, what that feels like, obviously, if you don't have a vagina, but it is, uh, you're accepting something inside right. of your body. And if you don't want that inside of your body and you're trying to fight that from happening, oh it happens God. anyway, it is, it is <sighs> beyond uh a violation you you are you are uh it's a I, I don't even know how to describe it it's uh what I, it, 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 it's more than violation it's uh you're taking from us yes you're taking oh my god you're it's, you're, you're it, it, I, I I can't even I don't even know what to say I don't yeah. even know what to say but it, it's it's it, why and also why do I have to say it no. Why would I have to say that? If somebody doesn't want you to touch them. If they to don't even want you to them touch them. And force that. Yeah. Why are Don't you, touch them. Why is that okay? Why do we have to explain to you why we were there and what we were wearing? Right. The answer was no. And yeah. And like, you know, these That's men it. getting angry for being rejected. Like, oh, well, oh. people get rejected all the time. You know what movie I went to see is Don't Worry, Darling. It is oh. so fucking good. And it went in a direct, turned in a direction that I wasn't expecting and um, I don't know if you know who Jordan Peterson in, Peterson is, but he's a complete fucking lunatic. And he's like an incel king. And he loves to talk about, you know, how things should be better the way that they were. Like almost like a make America great again, oh. but women should be in their place and men should be dominant. Oh, and oh the guy, I think I know who this Chris guy is. Pine, he's like yeah. an online dude. He's a Canadian. He, yeah, oh, Canadian. yeah, I know Chris who you're Pine, talking about. The character, Chris Pine's character in the movie was based on him. That and, guy's and an asshole. Jordan Peterson cry, was crying at the fact that this thing, this character was basically, he doesn't understand that he's a fucking insult. He's king. a monster, you know? So Yeah, this idea of, of uh, like that, that women's purpose is just to serve their man and to be in that kitchen and do all the wifely duties and be is. obedient. This movie's like, fucked. It fucked me up. I was, I was like, holy, what the hell break. did I just see? What did I give just see? Give me a break. Yeah. And again, I've said it on this podcast. Like if you in your heart of hearts are someone that you want to of course. offer that to the people in your lives, 
way to go to it. How about it? It's that expectation. Once you are expected because your gender, right, happens to be something, then no, then that's not acceptable, right? It's not acceptable. If you're doing it because you really want to do it, like I love baking, right? But if I had to bake because like my husband expected to have fresh bread on the table every week or whatever the hell it was, like that becomes a problem. Yeah. You got to do it out of the love of wanting to do something and not because and you if, think you have to do it because of either your a gender norm thing, a gender norm. And it's hard, like as a, a growing up as an Italian, it was very hard. There was, there was yeah. like yeah. a lot of expectations and you got to, and there's some things that are hard for me to break out of. Yeah. Um, but man, no, no one's going to tell me to bake a cookie if I don't want to. But here's the, <laughs> but here's the thing. If you're a dude and you have zero social skills and you don't know how to talk to women and you keep getting rejected over and over again, it's not the women's fault. It's no. not. <clears throat> uh, you have to figure that out. You yeah. have to figure it out. You have to figure out what's going on with you. Maybe go to therapy. Go to therapy. Work yeah. it out. Figure out. You got to learn how to talk to women. If you've been socially, like your social life is online playing video games, like you need to break a, out of that. Yeah, it's not but the woman's fault. They won't they want to touch your dick. I it's know, not our fault. But there's going to be some sweet little gamer girl that loves that. Yeah, find and it. She's, she's, Go on she's a dating there. site and say, yeah. I want to find somebody I can just play video games yes. with. Yes. You will find it. There is a pot for every motherfucking there lid. There is. Just go there find is. it. But don't blame women. Don't blame it's women. It's not our fault. And We're not looking for, you know, there's this idea other, like women are looking for multimillionaires and they just oh want a guy God. who looks good and goes to the gym. Nuh-uh. I like nerds, honey. Yeah. I'm here for nerds. Like, I'm here for it. I, I think just the, uh, have a, a normal personality and don't expect that just because you're a dude and I'm a girl that I want to F you. That's not how it goes. And the other thing that is um, troublesome, I guess, in the male-female dynamic or relationship dynamics or um, is... The, the control sometimes that men feel that they have to have over women, because again, like a lot of assaults sometimes happen within relationships mm -hmm. and men like, um, I remember dating someone and, um, he was like, we were, we were out somewhere and I don't know, we were out and like somebody walked by and was like, hi. And I smiled and I said, hi. And he was like, you smile too much. Mm. He was like, you smile too much. You have to stop smiling because everybody looks at you all the time. And all you do is smile and you're bringing attention onto yourself. Girl, please. And I was like, but I, that's just like me. Like I, that's who I am. Like I can't walk around and like, if, you know, I'm, I'm just like a social, like it's not, I'm not hitting on people. Oh my God. And it, and I was like, okay, this is not a good relationship, you know, but it was like that idea of control. Like you smile too much or why are you wearing that? Mm -hmm. Or look at how you're looking, you know, and it's like. Women aren't, you know, why do we have to change the way we are in the world? Because either your partner's worried about something or other men think that somehow you're asking for something because you're just who you are. You know, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's so frustrating in every aspect of being a woman sometimes. And I don't think people realize. And then as girls are, and you know, growing up, what are the things that they hear? What are the right. things and how that they're supposed to act and like these dynamics are still there about how girls are supposed to act of course. and how girls are labeled if they are, um, you know, flirty or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, these labels are still sticking to women and making girls feel bad and not being able to like have ownership of their sexuality right. because there's all these stigmas about how someone may perceive you. And it's not healthy. No, it's not healthy for any of us. 
Ugh. We just want to exist like y'all do. Yes. That's all we want to do. We want to move through the world without being harassed. We want to move through the world without our bodies being violated. We want to move through the world and be able to make our own healthcare decisions right. without the government being involved. We just want to exist. We want to love. We want to have families. We want to have homes. We want to, yes, we just we want, want to have fun. We want to be do. ourselves. We don't want to be judged for every move that we make. And some of us want to do it with you guys. Some, right. some of some, some women <laughs> want to do it with other women, but like some yes. of us want to do it with you. <laughs> but you got to be cool, man. You got to be cool. Be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our PSA for the day. Yeah. Be cool. <laughs> and again, happy birthday to my <gasps> lovely friend. Oh. oh my God. I love you so much. I love you. And I'm so excited for your birthday. Oh. And we're about to go to brunch and have a good time at drag. Ooh, what drag brunch? I can't wait. And then it's a whole week of celebrating. No, it's going to be such... we get to celebrate our award. <gasps> oh my God. What a and, great and your birthday for with karaoke. Oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> I gotta get so, my song list going. I gotta think oh, of songs. Yeah. I've got some songs. I got some songs. Yeah. All right. So wait, let me see if I can play one more. Let's play us out with um I, how about this one? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, hold on, wait one more. Yay! Woo! All right, please, please, please. Um, if you are so inclined um, and you want to hear more of our uh, content, <laughs> um, check us out on Patreon. We have different levels that you can um, pay and get exclusive, fun uh, content that, you know, it's not true crimey, but it's fun. It's very fun. And um, follow us on socials and please tell a friend. The more that you guys spread the word about the pod, the better it is for yes. us to get out there in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.